Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hello, Montana. As the adage of the ancient philosophers say, better late than never. It is to tell Nuanas on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. We certainly are glad to be with you broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen via the stream live all the time. The stream is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you'd like to call, you can do that as well. 329-1899, the phone number. 329-1899 is that phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Coulter and I are live on location today down at the Press Box. Come on down to the Press Box. Check out uh, all the things they got going on. Three levels of seating, TVs everywhere. Thursday night football about to get going. The Chicago Cubs, a nice 4 nothing cushion in the top of the seventh over the San Diego Padres. Why do I know? Because it's on the television at the press box. Come on down, hang out with us, and uh, enjoy uh, uh, a drink. Get yourself in uh, to enter for our last pair of tickets to give away for this weekend's Grizzly Oregon Duck football game. The Ducks and the Grizz, 48 hours away. A little more than that, the late window for the Grizz and the Ducks. So uh, you can still register for that. we got one more pair of tickets to uh, give away to you for the uh, Grizzly Duck football game. So come on down to the press box, hang out with us for the afternoon. We will certainly be happy to do that. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. Uh, Dalton Sneed, Sammy Akem. We're going to hear from a couple of Grizz players, the quarterback, and of course Sammy, the outstanding wide receiver for Montana. Uh, Coulter got down to practice, heard from them 
then we will also hear from Coach Bobby Houck today. We will have uh, on the show here in about 50, uh, excuse me, about 45 minutes, Katie Duell, who is the executive director of uh, and is uh, running SpawnCon, Spontaneous Construction at Home Resource this weekend. So she's going to tell us all about that. And at the top of the hour, very excited to have Tyson Alger, former uh, University of Montana journalism student, who is now the beat writer for The Athletic, covering none other than the Oregon Ducks. So a, a very nice crossover kind of guy to have somebody from Alaska traffic through the University of Montana and now uh, covering Oregon in Eugene. So he certainly has plenty to say. He is the subject of our ESPN roundtable. We will have a comparison of the states of Montana and Oregon today. Which are better? We could do Montana and Illinois, although I don't think it's as close. I mean, I guess you got Chicago. That's pretty good, but that's kind of... Eh. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it extends beyond that. Uh, and we will get into a little bit about tonight's uh, uh, Thursday night football game. So plenty to get to in the show today. Happy to be with you on a Thursday afternoon, though. Coulter, how are you, my man? Good to see you over there. Doing fantastic. It's a little hot in the sun here, though, huh? You are. I See, I moved over here to the shade side a little bit. This might bit, be a mobile show. I might be dancing around. There you go. Playing my Bob Seger. In, in well, your headphone wire is much longer, is much larger than is your uh, than is your uh, 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 iPhone charging wire. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the that's the mini let's wire. Let's not talk that you about got. that. So, in any case, Coulter, uh, let's talk about a few things today. We wanted to talk about uh, uh, the University of Montana and uh, Oregon Ducks. Obviously, uh, hearing uh, Dalton Sneed and uh, Sammy Akem, who we'll hear from in just a moment. But we had talked earlier this week and heard from, uh, from Coach Howe, and what's the litmus test for this game against Oregon? Winning. That is it. That is all, according to uh, 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 Coach Howe. And that's, that's fine. That's a good perspective to have if you're the coach and taking the guys in. What's your perspective, though, from the kids as you've talked to them? They're confident, man. I mean, th- this is the story of the Grizz right now. We keep talking about the way that Bobby Houck is navigating the season, the way he's navigating the media, uh, the, the talking points that have been instilled in each and every one of his players. Right. But to me, I think that has a little bit greater meaning in terms of, number one, the fact that this team is getting so close to being on the same page if they're not completely on the same page already. That's a key. That, that, that's like we talked about yesterday. It doesn't matter what the message is, as long as the message is the same. As long as everybody buys in, everybody's in agreement about it, right? But the number one thing, I said this in my season preview that I wrote on SkylineSportsMT.com coming into the season. I said, I, I identified what I thought were the four key factors for the Grizz. And my fourth and most important factor was, can Bobby Houck have his confidence matriculate into his team? And that's the impression I get from these guys now. You'll hear these guys aren't, aren't intimidated by the, the matchup. It's not, hey, we're excited to go play on a Pac-12 school. We're just see right. what we can get. They're going in there to win. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's foolish. It's much, much similar to fighting. I watched the, that great 30 for 30 chasing Tyson last night about Evander Holyfield. Yep. And it's like Evander Holyfield said. They show all these clips of him saying, I'm not scared of Mike Tyson. I know when my time is going to come. And all the boxing analysts would say, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. Mike yeah. Tyson's killing everybody. How are you possibly saying you're going to beat Mike Tyson? And it's like Holyfield said years later. If you think you lost the fight before the fight starts, the fight's over. You already lost. Right. 
Bobby Houck is trying to instill the opposite mentality in his team, and I think you hear that when you talk to the players. Well, you went down and talked with Dalton Sneed and Sammy Akim. Let's hear from the quarterback first. Dalton Sneed, uh, uh, you know, an open kind of conversation, a quick couple minutes with him talking about the team in general, the wide receiving core, and also, of course, playing the Oregon Ducks. Here you go. Montana Grizzly quarterback Dalton Sneed. First of all, I'm doing a story on the wide receivers and just sort of the way that the mm-hmm. internal competition there has spurred those guys on. I know that Mitch Roberts really pushed Samari and, and vice versa. So what do you think just in general of the depth they have and the way that that's kind of made them all better? Absolutely. I mean, competition breeds excellence. And that's what they've done. They've all pushed each other. and I mean, at the same time, it's such good, friendly competition because it's such a tight-knit group. And they just want to work and get better each and every day, and that's what they've been doing. Marcus Knight had kind of a breakout game on Saturday night. What did you see out of his performance, and what do you think he brings specifically to the running back's room? Um, I would say him just trusting the offensive line and trusting his eyes. Coach Green says a lot, trust your eyes, and that's what he's doing. He's running to the right holes uh, and just following his eyes. I, mean, I, I know I keep saying that, and as easy as it sounds, you just you got to trust your eyes at the running back position, and uh, that's what he's really been doing, and I mean, he's been exploding for him. The offensive line, they're rotating a lot of guys up there now. It seems like, I know Sai has been kind of the center guy, but the guards seem to be like there's four or five guys in the mix there. Does that change anything from the way you see things, and what have you thought of just the, uh, the competition there uh, up front? No, not at all. I mean, whoever's in there is going to get the job done. I have full confidence in each and every one of them who's been in there. And uh, with them tra- transferring around and whatnot, uh, definitely, like I said, just like with receivers, it's making competition, making them better every day. When you think Oregon, what do you, what's the first thought that comes to your head? Good football team. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they've risen so high in the last 10 years, not only because of their play on the field, but the branding and just right. the reputation and the flash, the jerseys and everything like that. When, as a guy that grew up in the Western United States, I mean, how do you not let that intimidate you? I don't think uh, – I, I try not to get intimidated by anything. <laughs> right. You know, football is football. field's still 100 yards long, but we're just looking to get out there and, and play. You've had such a good year so far and such a good time here at Montana so far, but when you're measuring yourself against a guy like Justin Herbert, do you ever think about that? And does that help you rise your level of play when you're going against a guy that is probably going to be a first-round draft pick next year? No, not at all. I just want to – I focus on the offense and, and, you know, what kind of defense they run. I'm not worried about, you know, who all's out there. I just want to get out there and, and run the offense and put points on the board. When you look at Oregon's defense, what do you see? They've got a lot of a lot of fast guys on the field and, and a lot of good athletes that, that can tackle well in space. So schematically, do they do anything unique? Not at all. No, they uh, they line up and play hard nosed football. Samari and uh, Darian both said on on Monday, excited for the opportunity. So how excited are you guys just as a team to go play a Pac-12 opponent? We're fired up. We're ready to get out there and compete. So there you go, Dalton Sneed at practice uh, yesterday uh, with the Grizzlies talking to Coulter. What comes to mind when you think about the Oregon Ducks? And it was about three seconds of silence and then good football team. And what, what else are you supposed to say than that? But he did give a chuckle when you said, when you look at the defense, what do you see? And he just goes, man, they are fast, right? And it's, it's, it's Oregon, even with the calling card, Mario Cristobal with the, with the offensive line in particular, but the lines in general being a point of emphasis. And him as a former offensive lineman, the speed is still what kills for the Oregon Ducks, isn't it? Eastern Washington branded themselves as the, uh, the high-flying offensive powerhouse of the Big Sky about 15 years ago, and then they've used that consistent identity to recruit to that same model over and over and over again. When Eastern really turned the corner the last two years defensively, so many people were surprised by that. I was not, because when you're recruiting at that high of a level, and then you're recruiting so many guys who are perimeter guys, 
there's so often when Eastern Washington would land a three-star guy from Tacoma who's a receiver and a corner in college, or in, in high school, excuse me, and they have five All-American receivers, so this guy gets switched to defense. He's still a tremendous athlete. Simba Webster is a great example. His brother, his twin brother, Zuzi West Webster, he couldn't break in the lineup. Mm. He comes, becomes an all-big sky corner. You know, so that's a similar parallel to what happens at Oregon. I also think that the thing is that in the Pac-12, very few teams are built on defense now, although Washington State's really turned the corner defensively, and Utah is nasty on defense, and, you, and Washington is nasty on defense. So you have three teams that actually are winning a little bit more with defense than has been in the past in yeah. the Pac-12. But I do think that just because the, the league doesn't have a, a defensive identity doesn't mean they don't have crazy athletes. That's the thing that it's actually maybe the undersold part of it is that when you have to go guard USC's receivers, when you have to go guard Arizona State's spread or Arizona's spread option or you know Washington State's air raid, you have to recruit DBs in bunches. So therefore, your athletes on the perimeter are going to be tremendous, even if you don't have a defensive identity. And then when you play a team like Montana, you're just going to have the best athletes on the board. Troy Dye, who's about to be the uh, all-time leading tacker in the history of Oregon football if he stays healthy this year, he's a six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pound inside linebacker. So he's got the height, the length, the speed, but not necessarily the mass. But I was reading uh, a draft profile on him, and they were saying that he is actually what defensive coordinators in the NFL are beginning to covet because everything in the NFL is so up-tempo, fast-paced. There's so much throwing now in the league. If you could have a guy that can play in a 3-4, for example, inside linebacker spot, and he can bump out and cover the slot as well as play in the box, that's the most coveted defensive guy in the league right now is the guy who can play everything from inside linebacker, which is no longer the traditional position it once was, to even a hybrid nickel or a Sam. Right. And that's what Troy Dye is. So I think that when Montana's going out against this Oregon defense, Montana's wide receivers have an athletic advantage over almost everybody they're going to play this year. But this team has multiple high school All-Americans playing their defensive backfield. They have linebackers that are going to be faster than most DBs in the big sky. So it's just speed, 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 speed. That'll be the biggest challenge for Montana to try to combat. They, we talked about Coulter before the show about who are the guys in the University of Montana that you know can can go maybe toe to toe or who would be on equal footing at some level with uh, some of the guys at Oregon. I mean, you talk about obviously a Dante Olson. You know, he he could play in the Pac-12. Uh, you, you know, easily right now with what he's accomplished and what he's developed into as a linebacker. But another guy, if you're looking for somebody on the offense, only Sammy Akem is the most Pac-12 top level type of guy that the Montana Grizzlies have. Interesting that it's not an offensive lineman, it's not a, a, a tight end, it's a it's a wide receiver who is the guy that may be uh, the best just pure skill position player, uh, f- certainly for Montana, and and maybe you know line up that same way going the other direction uh, against some of the DVs from Oregon. I mean, when you quickly skim, skim Mont- Montana's roster, I mean, I think you could say that I mean, Gavin Robinson did play in the Pac-12 at Arizona, so he, he can play at this level. Yeah. I think that you could say that Justin Calhoun, I don't think Justin Calhoun would start at Oregon by any means, but Justin Calhoun could be on the roster at Oregon. He's a good enough athlete. Really good athlete. He could find a way to be on the 95 man for sure. Gabe Solcer got plenty of Pac-12 looks coming out of high school. If he was two inches taller, he'd probably be playing at UW, even though he's at Montana. Mario Cristobal said in his press conference, he even gave it up to Samari Torre. He said they have a receiver from Portland who we might have missed on. Mm. And I think that that's the case, too. Again, I don't think Sammy Akim or Samari Torrey are going to go start at Oregon, but I don't think they're not going to be they're, – they're going to be fighting to be in the rotation. I mean, they could yeah. be in the top five, six maybe. Who knows? I mean, Dalton Sneak could, could be a guy that could be on the roster. 
So there's there's a couple guys that could play at that level, and I think that there's also you can't undersell. Sometimes even if you don't have the intangibles, Robbie Houck is not a Pac-12 player in any shape or form, but he's not going to be overwhelmed in this game because Robbie Houck's not scared of anybody. Right. But Robbie Houck's five seven. <laughs> you know, he's five seven, hundred and seventy five pounds or whatever he might be, and he's he's not going to be intimidated by the moment. He doesn't back down to anybody. So I think the more of those type of guys that are embracing the moment, the better. That's why, that's why Portland State has, I mean, Portland State against Washington State a couple of years ago. That was the first time in a little while that a Big Sky team beat, beat a ranked Power 5 team. And that Portland State team, I think the, the number one dynamic, well, they had two dynamics. First, they had a brand new head coach with a brand new offense and a brand new quarterback in Alex Caressa that no one had film on. But they also had just an array of FBS bounce downs who mm. are sitting there thinking, well, we have played at this level, so let's go prove ourselves. Right. That's the one thing where when you're, when you're pounding on the table and saying, we're not going to lose the fight before the fight starts, we're here to win. I think the one part where that is a little bit tenuous, I mean, Bob, someone asked Samari Torrey, do you think you guys have something to prove? And Bobby Houck just said no. Right. I think that intangible element can actually help you in games like this. Totally, totally agree. Uh, Let's go uh, hear from one more player, Sammy Akem. Again, uh, uh, an outstanding player and uh, maybe the most Pac-12-esque type of athlete that Montana has offensively. Here's his conversation with Coulter uh, from earlier this week at practice, asked initially about c- competition in the wide receiving core and how much that has spurred him on to improve every single day. I feel like it helps us improve a lot because everybody knows that they're bringing their best every day. You know, you got to bring your best, and, I mean, just com- competition. That's what we love. We play the sport for competition, so, I mean, it drives everybody. When you watch you guys practice, Coach Pease is just on you all the time about everything. So adjusted to his coaching style, what was that uh, process like, and, and how much more better have you guys gotten just because of how much he does push you? I feel like it makes us thrive. I feel like it just makes us want to be better. I mean, if you know that even though you had a good play, there's always coaching to be done, and there's always somewhere where you can get better. I feel like that makes everybody better. The chemistry that you guys have with Dalton Steed right now, uh, where does that come from, and how improved, how much better do you think it is than maybe a year ago? It comes from hard work. I mean, just hard work. We work so hard over the summer, run routes, PRPs, like so much work. We just put in so much work. We knew where we wanted to be by this time next year, and we just put in the work to achieve it. What'd you think of Jerry's touchdown? Uh, his punt return touchdown. Man, I, t- I told him it's been two long years. I lo- <laughs> if anybody's been to a Grizz game, you know the best thing about going to Grizz game is seeing Jerry Lewis McGee run a punt return back, and just seeing him do that again is it was just great. We we all loved it. Couldn't believe they kept kicking to him though, right? <laughs> really? Like I was like, man, they're kicking it to him again. Like come on now, because the first couple it was like, oh, he might he might get one, and then he got it, and I was like, you guys are silly. You guys are silly. <laughs> There you go, Sammy Akem, talking about the best thing about going to a Grizz oh, game man. is watching JLM bring it back. He certainly did. And like he said, it's been two years since he actually actually took one to the house, even though he's been very close on multiple occasions. And, uh, yeah, I think the confusion of why he got as many opportunities as he did was everybody shared, and uh, if you're a Montana fan, shared with glee the fact that he kept getting looks into a you – could, you could – Kind of hear Samia Kemp pause while he searched for the right word to use on on record, sure. and I think "silly" is a good word. Silly is a, silly is a word. good word. It's amazing uh, how I'm glad the real Samia Kim came back out in our ESPN radio. Way. So when he was sitting up there for the postseason <laughs> press conference, you could tell he just got out of a 20 minute meeting with the head man saying. Here's the talking points for the week. Do not mess this up. And Bobby Houck, after that first press conference, stood up and said, "Sammy, great job. Good job. A plus work." <laughs> 
after Zambia Kim gave the same answer to every question that he was asked. It was great to have the real Zambia Kim back in the fold. One note we got to touch on, Gus, and I know we're getting up against it, and we will share an uh, interview with Coach Houck that I did before Wednesday's practice. But one thing that's worth noting, the Montana Grizzlies and the Oregon Ducks, the last time they played was in 1993. That game was significant because that game was a back-and-forth battle that Oregon gutted out and barely won, 35-30. to That game had a couple very interesting ties. The first was that Don Reed was actually at Oregon before he was at Portland State, before he was at Montana, back in the 70s when Oregon was not much of anything. Like, like Robin Flugrad said when he, was, when he was on the show yesterday, former Montana head coach who's from Eugene, he said, when I was growing up in Eugene, the place where that fancy track is, the place where that indoor football stadium, the football practice facility is, right. mud puddles. They were just <laughs> mud puddles in a dirt field. That was it. Right. So it's changed a tremendous amount. But Don Reed had a, an extra initiative in that game because it was a place he had previously coached. But the other thing that happened in that game was Brett Wilberger was the starter in that game at quarterback. But when Montana was down 26-3, Don Reed decided to pull the trigger put in a little guy named Dave Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Dave Dickinson goes on to throw for, I'm looking at the old box score here, Dave Dickinson went 28 for 47 for 324 yards and three touchdowns in about two and a half quarters of work in that game. And the legend is born. 11,000 yards and two million touchdown passes <laughs> later, <laughs> right. Dave Dickinson that never relinquished the starting role for Montana. And that was that was the entry point to then what became the golden age of Montana football, and it happened in Eugene, Oregon. Pretty, pretty remarkable. Good tie, Colton. That's good stuff. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Bobby Houck, uh, the head coach of uh, the Grizzlies, of course. Colter's caught up with him uh, before practice yesterday, so we'll hear his thoughts on, uh, on this game and a little more expansive interview right after this. Colter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet voice and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now, and Blackfoot... They got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Sports Center. It's only week three of the high school football season, but Crosstown rivalry action descends upon Missoula County Public Stadium already this Friday night. Missoula Hellgate and Missoula Big Sky. He's coming off victories last weekend, square off in the first Garden City rivalry game of the fall. The Knights won their first season opener for the first time since 2000, uh, drilling Billing Skyview 39-0 last week. Big Sky also coming off a win. The Eagles outlasted number five Bozeman 21-18. Big Sky enters the game 1-1. One one. Uh, Hellgate obviously won nothing. Missoula Sentinel, they make the trip north to Kalispell Flathead. Last season's runner-up in Class AA, the Spartans are 2-0. 
than the latest Treasure State media poll conducted by our guy Anthony Nachreiner of KGEZ in Kalispell. Billings West, number one for the second straight week. In Class AA, the defending state champs are 2-0 and have scored more than 40 points in each contest. Hamilton is number one for the second straight week in Class A after receiving all 19 first-place votes. And the Fairfield Eagles are the defending Class B state champs. They are also the unanimous state or number one pick this week. Fairview Warriors, they're unanimous in number one at Class C 8-man. Western Montana teams in the Treasure State media poll in the West include Sentinel number four and Frenchtown number four in Class A, Missoula Loyola three and B, and Frenchtown and Corvallis will play this weekend. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Well, we heard what the players think. What does the coach think? It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting from the press box this afternoon. Great to be down at the press box. We're going to be giving away tickets, the last pair of tickets, to the Grizzly Oregon Duck football game coming up here uh, in just a little while. If you want to get your name in the hat, you can still do that. Come on down to the press box, grab yourself some food, something to drink, and put your name in the Widmer Brothers Brewing. Hefa American Hefeweizen, the original giveaway. For Grizz Oregon Ducks tickets, we're doing it right down here, the last one of the Tutel Nuanas Summer Tour. Great to be with you, broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. And online at KurtzPolaris.com. Colter, we heard from Sammy Akem and Dalton Sneed in the last segment. But here, in our Alpine Touch Grizz interview segment, let's hear from head coach Bobby Houck what he had to say to you. This is Colter Nuanas talking with Bobby on Wednesday before practice. You mentioned after Saturday some of the offensive line competition that you guys are trying to continue to cultivate. How did you like it after you watched the film, some of the guys that got in there? And, and is that a competition you think it can rage on all season? Yeah, it'll keep going on. And, and I thought we played harder than we had for a while, so I thought it was good. Josh Andrews is a guy that played, uh, he, he kind of broke out as a sophomore, and then last year I know he was solid, but it seems like he's really acclimating to that third safety See, role. Jo Josh Andrews, seems, was, he was what? Uh, it seems like he's really acclimating to that, that, that third safety role, and, and it seems like it gives him a chance to play a little bit more in the box. What do you like about his skill set, and what does he bring from that kind of rover spot he's playing? Well, he's kind of the, you know, in a four-down lineman, he's kind of the nickel guy when we're in that. It's kind of, it's pretty natural for him. Um, so he's a good, strong safety, and he's got pretty good coverage skills, so he's doing a good job. What did you think of the hit he had uh, uh, down by the goal line? Oh, that was a good shot. It was unfortunate the ball uh, popped right into their tight end's hand, or we'd had a, you know, we held him to a field goal, but it was a big, it, so it was a big stop down there. It'd been nice to get the turnover. Seems like Bill Mamula's earned himself some more snaps. What have you seen out of him lately that's helped him kind of break in the rotation? Well, Milt's a guy that's got good speed and gets off the ball well, maybe better than anybody else we have. So, you know, he's uh, um, obviously a young guy that has a lot of work to do, but he's doing some good things. Nick Osmo got some carries uh, early and late. So uh, as a true freshman, do you expect him as a guy that can continue con to contribute for you guys? Well, I hope so. Um, you know, he did a nice job last weekend and it's like any other position, you're kind of where you are. So 
moving forward, we'll see how things go, but I'm uh, encouraged by Nick. I remember covering uh, Justin Herbert's older brother, Mitch, at Montana State, and I know his dad, Mark, ran track here at University of Montana. Did you have any crossover with Mark, or was he before or after your time? Do you know Mark at all? I know Mark a little bit, uh, not for a long time, but he was a great guy. Mark Mark Herbert was a great guy. <laughs> Justin, the way he's developed, uh, did, you, did you have him on your radar when you were at UNLV at all? Uh, I don't think we had a shot at him, so you know you worry about the guys you have a chance to recruit. He's an awfully good player. The preparation overall this week, a couple days into it, what have you thought of just the focus of the guys, and are, are they preparing how you'd want them to prepare at this point in the season? Um, you know, I think our this group's a focus group. They do a nice job. Um, you know, as we move through uh, game week, the first couple weeks, it's been good, and I, I anticipate we'll continue that, that trend this week, and the guys will be ready to go Saturday. There you go, Bobby Houck talking about mostly actually about northern Al- North Alabama with the occulter, uh, but saying you know the guys will be ready to go Saturday, and I think uh, you know it's, it, it'll be it'll be a fun game to watch. It's always fun to see what the atmosphere is going to be. You're going to be there live and in person. You're leaving tomorrow, Coulter. You're going to go on the big drive, maybe split it up a little bit, get over there to Eugene, and then my goodness gracious, sitting there in Austin Stadium, that's going to be nice. What I'm interested in is don't worry though, I'll be I'll be on your radio airwaves tomorrow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're going to be you, you're going to be all over tomorrow on the. Show, we got lots of different the, things the, playing. Here's what I want to know. Two things. This is what I'm interested in from this game, aside from the game. One is I'm, uh, as you know, a food connoisseur, and I want to know what the press box spread is because I'm I'm big into comparing press box You mean the food. press box at Odson Stadium, not the press right. box where we currently Listen, are. The press box food at the press box where we're at right now is delicious. It, it really is good. It's great I pizza, love the, man. It, I think it has the most underrated pizzas in town. No if doubt. If you're hungry right now, come down here. We'll buy you beer. We'll get you some pizzas. Absolutely. Uh, so come on down. We are at the press box. Coulter and I uh, enjoying it, and uh, it is. It, the pizza is next level here. But uh, the press box, the media press box, as it were, at the football games, I've been to uh, a number of them, uh, professional, uh, big-time college, middle-level uh, college, and uh, I'm always interested to know what the food situation is. And uh, I, But I have not been to a duck game yet, so I want to know what's Phil Knight hooking up the media folks with uh, up there in uh, in uh, Autzen Stadium. The other thing I'm interested in, and I don't know if there's a way to, to pay attention to this, but people may not realize this. Hawaii, I don't know who they play, but they're not playing in Hawaii. This is the last game of the day to kick off in the United States of America on Saturday night. 7.45 p.m. Pacific time. 10.45 p.m. kickoff. On the East Coast, 845 across the great state of Montana. Uh, if you are keeping track at home, you add one. That's how the thing works when you go Pacific time zone to mountain time zone. But the last game to kick off gets a little bit more juice than the rest of the games, as they say, because uh, some people trying to make up for uh, maybe a tough day uh, down at the uh, down at the sports books uh, throughout the course of the day on their Saturday. And so the last day, or the last game, that has a line on it is the Grizzly Duck game kicking off at 7.45 Pacific time. So there's something to be said for being the nightcap, right? Some might say the headliner, right? You know, the whole day of college football culminating to Grizzly Ducks on uh, Saturday night. That's going to be a fun thing. It will be a, a tremendous thing, and it will be good exposure for the University of Montana. And I think this is a, a chance to, for a couple Grizzlies that maybe have Aspirations. I was thinking about this this morning. There was, a, there was an article in the Bozeman Daily Chronicle about Brock Coyle. Brock Coyle is a good friend of this show. He's been on with us many times. Sure. We recapped the end of his career with him on the ESPN Roundtable a couple of months back. If you want to find that, find it at SkylineSportsMT.com in a podcast form. But Trumaine Johnson is the only Grizz in the NFL. 
right now. Mm. William Pales was cut. Mike Person, the only Montana State Bobcat in the NFL right now. Alex Singleton is on a practice squad. So only three guys from the Montana schools. That is the lowest number that I can remember in, in my 13 years doing this, and yes. probably in the 21st century. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. There's some guys now in Montana that have actual real NFL aspirations. I told that story about Dalton Sneed and how the scouts were impressed with him. I'm not necessarily sure if he's a surefire NFL guy, but I think Dalton Sneed will probably be able to play football after this year, whether it's in the CFL or as a practice squad guy or a backup guy. But Dante Olson certainly has NFL aspirations. Maybe Jesse Sims. You know, He definitely has the, the physical strength to do it. And I think that with... Another year and a half or so of development, Sammy Kim and Samari Torrey could both get there as well. And you never know about Jerry Lou McGee. He is tiny, but the vision is second to none. Mm-hmm. The spatial awareness, I mean, you can't teach the way that he can return punts. That is an instinct. That yeah. is a natural gift. And uh, so we'll see. But what I'm saying is there's a couple guys that have a chance to so you know, you know like scouts have practiced multiple times. Of, when I, I always try to talk to the scouts, whether it's at a game or at practice. I think it's just fascinating. But the other day, a guy was there from the Chargers, and he's looking at Sammy Kim running extra wind sprints afterwards, and he's like, where's that guy from? Where's he a transfer from? I said, he's not a transfer. He said, well, who missed on him? Like, how did everybody <laughs> miss on him? Why isn't he at any school? Right. You know? And, and it used to be Montana wasn't just any school. Montana was a hotbed for NFL guys. If they can return to that, it will be very, very big for the program. But this is a chance for Sammy Kim, Samari Torrey, put themselves on the map a little early. It's a chance for Samari Torrey, who's from Portland, and – uh, Dante Olson, who's from Medford, to play against the Oregon Ducks, a team that they probably were very well aware of when right. they were kids. So uh, it'll be it'll just it'll be a good individual test and a good team test. And it's just like we said when the Cats played Texas Tech, you're never going to play a team like Oregon again for the rest of your schedule. It's going to make everything else seem, for lack of a better word, slow. It's never going to be as fast as no it doubt. is in Oregon. Yeah, I think you just have to take advantage of that. Stutel Nuanas. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are at the Press Box downtown today. And this interview, uh, Bobby Houck brought to us by Alpine Touch. Coulter, Alpine Touch, it's always grilling season, buddy, especially when it's tailgate season, which it is right now across America. You're going out, you're getting some meats, maybe some vegetables. Look, maybe you're vegan. Good for you. I'll bet you're very healthy. You still get Alpine Touch, you throw it on there, and you're going to have great taste of grilled veggies, which is one of my favorite things. You may not know that about me, Coulter. Give me some grilled veggies. I'm into it. I do know that. Okay, so, uh, but it's got to have Alpine Touch because if it doesn't, then it tastes like veggies, and then I'm out. So I don't want that. I want it to taste good. Give me Montana's special spice. So you take a little asparagus, take a little broccoli, take a little red peppers, Mm -hmm. cut it all up, put it in tinfoil, drizzle a little oil, little all-purpose Alpine Touch. Put it on the top shelf of your grill. Yum. 
Done. Now you have your veggies with your meat. You're already eating keto, and you're just in heaven. heaven. You use that Alpine Touch for the meats and the veggies. It's perfect. Get that four Big Sky Mountain flavors pack. Yeah. Do yourself a favor because you can carry that around. You can take it to all your, your buddy's tailgates. You can take it all over the place. Alpine Touch, doing it right. For almost 60 years in Montana, locally owned and Montana-made, Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Okay, we got a little bit of time here in this segment, and uh, we wanted to make sure we had some space because our, I mean, I don't know if groupie is too strong, but no, our he's, good he's buddy. He's a great friend of the show. I'm not cute enough to be a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cute enough to have him. Uh, Cliff Cook, the uh, head coach of uh, the Missoula Bruins hockey team, here with us uh, down at the press box. And uh, Saturday is not just the Grizz Oregon game. It's not just the Montana State Western Illinois game. It is also the opener, which is a home opener of the hockey season. Hello, here we go. The Missoula Bruins welcoming Bozeman uh, to the GIR on Saturday. Cliff. First of all, hello. Hello. Nice to see you. I know Sec- it's been two weeks. I know. We, I know we, missed, we, missed you. we missed you. We missed you last <laughs> week. But uh, tell us about uh, the game here on Saturday. Uh, give the people the particulars, and let's just talk about your team a little bit as well. Yeah, well, the particulars right off the bat. Uh, puck drop, 7.05, and I would highly recommend everybody show up. We have a very, very special guest dropping the ceremonial first puck uh, on Saturday night. Cool. Young Jack Berry. I don't know if you, everybody remembers the story of Jack. Yes. He's the, the young boy that sadly had diagnosed with cancer uh, last summer. He's doing well. He's back in town. And went to Boston, went right? Went to Boston and got befriended the, the Patriots. Patrick and, Chung? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he will be there Saturday night with us to, to drop the ceremony for his puck. We do another kind of fun thing up in the locker room. We have a special guest come and announce the starting lineup to the players in the locker room. Cool. Uh, and so he'll do that. But no, we're... Besides the game, of course, we're really excited to have Jack back in town and part of this. No, it is. Uh, that's that's a very cool thing. And if you if you don't know Jack's story, you can go check it out. But it, it made national news, ESPN, yeah. and the whole deal. And uh, and even in the Super Bowl, right. Patrick Chung is wearing Jack's wristband, which you oh yeah you I got it on, on right, right now. Here. Yeah. So uh, very cool that uh, that he'll be there with you and uh, and uh, optimistic about him and his health yeah. uh, here now is great. Tell us about the way that this last uh, month or so has got, because this has been a whirlwind for you. It's you got, been You had the draft, and they had to get the players all housed, and then this the This summer ice. has it, been one of the craziest of my coaching career, uh, you know, but it's turned out well. Yeah, we had a bit of an issue with the ice, so we haven't been on the ice as much as we want, but the team came together. We talked about it last time. This time last year, you know, we were struggling. We were 11 or 12 players. Well, we're, we're at a full roster right now. We got 22, 23 guys coming in. Talented, hardworking guys. We're ready to go. Saturday's going to be an exciting day at the at Glacier, and you know we're we're really looking forward to getting Bozeman to town. I'll put you on the spot oh, here, boy. Uh, but how many states and how many countries oh. are represented on on the Missoula Bruins hockey team this year? We have, as of right now, and this may even change by tomorrow, but as of right now, we have ten states. Okay. And I said on our Facebook page earlier we have two countries, but someone mentioned that we actually have three if you count the United States. <laughs> I mean, I, would, <laughs> I guess they do have a point. I would, I would think you might include the U.S. Have, especially yeah. when you're talking about hockey. Right. Right. The, from the United States so are actually the foreigners, a, right? We got two. We got two Canadians. Uh, one from Edmonton. One from Standoff, Alberta. Uh, and then, believe it or not, we have 
a young man from Sydney, Australia. He'll be here probably in about a month or so. He's just okay. having surgery as we speak. Now, so. I thought you had a Russian coming into play with you We this thought year. we had a Russian okay. come into, you know, we've had Russians obviously the last few years, but uh, we didn't quite get the Russian this okay, year. Okay, so Sydney, Australia, that's we pretty good. We figured we'd go with Australia, and we're excited about that. There, I have a bit of a family history there that people can go onto our Facebook and read about, but uh, I, know, I know the young man's family well. Uh, Cliff, I want to know this. Uh, what do you think took place in Standoff, Alberta, that it got the name Standoff? My <laughs> guess is it had to do with a moose. That's where, that's where my money I don't know. Lies. I will tell you this. Our, our two players from Alberta, it's a really neat story. They are burst, both First Nations tribal. And I'm excited for these young men. They're talented players, great kids, and it's an opportunity that a lot of kids up there don't get. And I'm hoping we can open up some doors for players just like them moving forward. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Saturday? You got uh, one game or two games? Just one. One on oh, sa yeah. Saturday, one on Sunday. No, we're, it's a one-game weekend. We're Great. opening one game Saturday, that's it, and then we're off to Gillette, Wyoming next weekend for our first roadie of the year. Okay. Uh, the uh, the whole, Not just the home opener, the opener season of the opener. whole season yeah. is a home game uh, for uh, Missoula. It is Saturday. It's at 7 o'clock, the puck dropping. Yep. You can come on down anytime. There's going to be drinks. Uh, obviously, Jack there doing the puck drop and a bunch of uh, other activities, festivities surrounding the opener as well. So go check it out. Sounds like a great place to pregame a little bit before you go watch the Grizz game. There you so, go. Right? You I got will two say hours this. ahead, right? Our billet families are hosting a tailgate party, so okay. feel free to stop by. Bring BYOB yep. for that. Uh, and then, speaking of the Grizz game, I can confirm we will have the Grizz game on upstairs in the Bruins Den during our game. Okay. Perfect. So no excuses for not coming. Well, to it, our game it, Saturday it's night. Gonna, it's only going to overlap like a portion of the I think third it starts period. About an hour it's, after our uh, it's like an hour and 45 minutes. The the kick, it, well, the uh, the national anthem, et cetera, will be at 8.45 local time here, and 8.55 oh, wow. is when the kick is supposed to be. So you well, guys might almost be done. Right, yeah, seriously, no excuses. <laughs> Let's go. Get <laughs> Let's to the Bruins yeah. game, have some beers right. before you go watch the Grizz somewhere. Perfect. Cliff, good good luck. Thanks for being down here with us. Absolutely. Looking forward to the season, all season. And we will be giving some tickets away throughout the year to uh, Missoula Bruins uh, hockey game. So uh, make sure that you tune in to Two-Tail Nuanas. Get yourself down there and uh, enjoy some hockey this season. We'll send you out on this. This is from back at, the, uh, back at the ranch. Yes. The town of Standoff was named after a historical event. Liver Eating Johnson is his name. In the company of two other men, was headed north with a packed train of supplies, including whiskey, to trade with Canadian Native Americans, or I guess Canadian Indians in this uh, sense. Whiskey was illegally traded with the Indians, and when U.S. Marshals got wind of the endeavor, he set out in a pursuit of the troop of cavalry to stop Liberator Johnson and his party, held them off. So that's where the standoff occurred. They stood off the soldiers and proceeded on over the Belly River and named the fort Standoff. You wow. better find out if the player on your wow. team from standoff is aware of this series. And you got to ask if they have any relatives or anybody that knows liver-eating Johnson. Well, his whole family's coming to town tonight, <laughs> in fact, so they're going to be here for the home opener. I, yeah, so I'll have to talk to Talon and his family about that. Missoula Bruins hockey. It's coming. Saturday. Season starts. Such a good time of year. Cliff, appreciate it, man. Thanks, good guys. to see you. As always. We'll take a quick break. Katie Duell, she's the executive director of Home Resource and SpawnCon is happening Saturday. We'll hear from her right after this. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. 
You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Now they always say congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. It's a Thursday, and it's a good day. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coulter and I live on location at the Press Box. Come on down to the Press Box downtown near the Walking Bridge. You know where it is, East Broadway. Hanging out here for the afternoon, enjoying ourselves, and we're going to be pulling a ticket out here in just about 15 to 20 minutes from now for the uh, last winner for the Oregon Duck Montana Grizzly tickets over there at Autzen Stadium in Eugene. We'll be pulling out the last name for that here coming up in a moment. But Coulter, earlier on today, we were able to have Katie Duell in the studio. Uh, she is the uh, uh, executive director of uh, of uh, Re- Home, Home resource. Home resource. You Thank almost you. got yeah, it. It's, it's your wife's favorite place. You know, my producer today told me, do you want notes? And I was like, no, 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 I got this. And then I crashed, <laughs> I crashed the plane. <laughs> The uh, executive director of Home Resource, she's very, very sweet, been in with us before, and SpawnCon, Spontaneous Construction, happening this Saturday down there at Home Resource all day. It is a, a big and fun event. She told us all about it. Here you go, our interview with Katie Duell. Happy now to welcome into the studio the executive director of Home Resource, one of the Missoula staples, I must say, uh, Katie Duell with us. Katie, how are you? Nice to have you here. Thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, we have had you on uh, uh, in the past leading up to what is a, a pretty cool event, perhaps the hallmark event for uh, Home Resource Spontaneous Construction SpawnCon this Saturday. Tell us about it. SpawnCon is our festival of creative reinvention, and this is the 15th year that we've had teams come out and be bold and brave and creative and compete to see what they can make. They get seven hours. Any material they want in the store is free, with a few small exceptions. Um, Yeah, and they just have at it. At four, they put their tools down. We have a team of judges come around and judge their items as to where they'll go next. Uh, they're all donated to Home Resource, and we auction them off to make money. These last couple of years, the first two years I ever knew about SpawnCon, starting to work here, and our team from the trail made a sweet, I don't even know how to describe it, megaphone-looking, almost phonograph, old-school record player. It was super cool. But tell us, what are some of the other things that you've seen made over the years? I'm sure you've seen plenty of really cool things. Oh, my gosh. it's it's uh, There's so many amazing things. It's true. There was a great, huge barbecue that was made. Nice. That's what um, Ryan wants. It's like yes. a piece of art, but very functional barbecue. We've had uh, an outdoor shower, lots of benches and uh, barrels, and someone made an outdoor fire ring. Wow. Lots of 
art pieces, music pieces. People have made instruments. They've made music stools and stands. And there's really Gosh. no restriction, right? Because it can be it can be both functional and artistic. It can be just artistic or sculpture kind of like, or it can be, hey, this is a really top end usable item that Absolutely. we got. Absolutely, yes. Um, the 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 point of spontaneous con- construction is, I think, uh, pretty interesting because it's it's both material, I mean, physical and creative and all that, but also kind of symbolic, especially for a place like Missoula that's so sort of interested in in recycling and reusing, which is exactly what Home Resource is all about. That's right. <clears throat> it is. Uh, SponCon really demonstrates what you can do with these materials that people would otherwise throw away. And it shows that they have value. We always say that we're realizing the potential of people and materials at Home Resource. And um, that's exactly what these teams are coming out and doing for us. They're showing what amazing things you can make. It's this Saturday, uh, September 14th, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at Home Resource, right on the premises right there. Right on the and premises. You got a, now, you have... You have 26 teams booked for 25 capacity. So this, you're like an airplane is what you're doing here. <laughs> I see what's going on, Katie. You're just making your major. But if, if maybe if somebody wanted one more team, you might be able to find, right? But what for people who are, are maybe not going to have a team or with this thing booked, what, what can people who are listening, you know, know about this and why would they want to come down? Well, um, I will say everyone who's, it's, it's basically a spectator sport. May not sound like it. <laughs> But we make it really easy for people to walk around and see what those teams are doing. And everyone who's come down, they come back year after year. It's so amazing to watch this transformation of materials. And the teams, I mean, they get stressed and they get busy and they're using tools and there's kids and family teams and professional teams. And it's just, uh, it's quite a mix. It's really fun. The energy is amazing. Um, and then to see what they produce at the end. Last couple of years, there's been such a spike in popularity and uh, HGTV. Everybody wants to watch these shows oh, about true, doing yeah. stuff. This is very similar to that, right? It there's, is. there's some idiots who are trying to flip campers out there. <laughs> you know, that? like this guy. Yeah, yeah. that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but have you guys seen an increase in, in traffic or, or creativity? Or I mean, I guess where does that fit in? Do, do people seem to come in there and say, "Hey, we got we have this idea from the show we watched"? <clears throat> for sure, we have as many people coming in for creative reuse using items for things that maybe they weren't meant for as we do people just in the DIY project. That, that is our zone. I will say there are other things for the spectators to do other than watch. So yeah. we have a whole bunch of activities. We call them our kids' activities, and then we qualify that it's kids of all ages. Right. <laughs> Grown-ups who show up usually get pulled in. So we have spin art, paint a door. We have a home resourcesaurus, our resident dinosaur. We encourage people to help us decorate with odd items okay. from the store. That's good. Uh, the white hole, giant Jenga, marble run, found sound studio, and lots of building blocks in a cornhole. So even though, so people are here, they're, you know, this thing is all day, okay, but there's plenty of activities for everybody that's there. Absolutely. And also Food and drink, if I'm yep. understanding correctly, right? We have a couple right? food trucks, River City Eats, Two Crows Tacos, Big Dipper will be down there slinging okay. ice cream. Okay, okay. You bet. Big Sky Brewing has, will have beers, spikes, seltzers, and water. All, all the necessities. All the necessities. And then there's music all day. Start with the DJ. Then we have a couple of youth string orchestras. Yeah. And then bands West Fork, New Old Future, and Straw Hat Riots. Yeah, it's it, and you said this at the beginning. You had a very uh, good, articulate name for it, uh, something that ended in festival. 
festival of creative reinvention. Okay. Started in festival, <laughs> not ended. Uh, but it is exactly that. I mean, it, it's from the music to the food to the activities that aren't the actual spawn con uh, contest that's happening. And then the contest itself to watch people create. It's funny because often when we see art, like it's we see the finished product of it. Yes. But you don't often get to see or observe the process that takes place to create it. And sometimes that process can be quite dry, and maybe you wouldn't want to watch it. But other times, like this, it's it's remarkable to see, right? It is. We we make it well. I maybe we make it fun. I think the contestants make it fun. Is what's fair to say. And the activities, a lot of them are the same idea of using materials from the store, hollow corridors, and painting them or doing what you want with them. Uh, this also, uh, as you mentioned, becomes a fundraiser because the finished products uh, become. So, so interesting, usable, great for somebody that they're auctioned off uh, in November, right. right? So tell us about the, the sort of next step of all of this. Yeah, thanks. We have our uh, annual banquet and benefit auction celebrating reuse <clears throat> building community. And uh, that's November 8th. And the items will be judged when they're done and we'll decide which go to the live auction and which go to the silent auction. We have other things at that event as well, but it is a primary fundraiser for what we do. So our building materials reuse store is self-sustaining financially, um, but we do a whole bunch of other things in the community. We have an education program. We try to reduce waste in lots of ways, as you saw, um, including making sure that our garbage is sorted and separated <laughs> yeah. at big events. And we uh, hire people experiencing barriers to employment. So all of those programs require financial input from the community and the auction is the primary way that people give to us so that we can continue those programs as well. That's fantastic. Katie Duell joining us. She's the executive director of Home Resource, uh, my wife's favorite place in Missoula, <laughs> I can tell you. She's just made a trundle Love bed that. out of a door. That's what she's done. That's what my youngest child is sleeping on. She's right going to be a team next year. Yes. Uh, she's a team unto herself. I can tell you, uh, I can promise you, uh, on that. Uh, Tell us, tell the people again, maybe who haven't been into Home Resource, just the variety and the, the scope of the things that are there just on a day-in, day-out basis. So this is a common question, and uh, one of my favorite answers is the, we like to say that if you can find it, we have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the scope. But really, anything you can think of, doors, hardwares, windows, cabinets, um, funny things come in all the time that you wouldn't expect. We have lighting and plumbing and yard and garden, uh, lots of wood and lumber, obviously. Um, but we get funny things like skis or sewing machines. And uh, we try not to take things that really aren't building materials, but we often do. And people just snatch them up and do amazing things with them. Uh, last thing for you for me, but this is actually a contest. And you alluded to the fact that there's, you know, kind of prize for second, third and that sort of thing. But does the judgment happen? Does the judging happen on the day? Judgment sounded very Old Testament. <laughs> I got watch easy now. The judging does it happen uh, on the day? And what ha who? What do the winners get? What's the? How does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we have a panel of three judges from the community builders and artists and um, community members, and they do judge the items and then they put them in a couple categories. So we have our grand prize uh, contenders. Those are the items that go to the live auction, and then we'll mm. announce the winners at the live auction from okay. that group, uh, the big winner. And then um, the silver circle goes to the silent auction. 
And then we have prizes for absolutely everyone who competes. Yeah, they're fun items donated by the community. Spontaneous construction, Saturday from uh, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. At, uh, at Home Resource. It is the 15th one, people. By now, you got to know about this thing. Go check it out. <laughs> You swing in for a while, spend some time, get ready for Brewfest. The Grizz game isn't even until uh, 8.45 p.m. Oh on Saturday gosh. night for crying out loud. You got nothing to do. You're just sitting there waiting around, twiddling your thumbs, trying to figure out what you're going to do to bide your time till the Montana game. This is what you do. You go down to SpawnCon. Katie, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. There you go, Katie Duell. Great of her to come by and uh, spend a little time with us. Hour number one in the books. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a uh, round table discussion with our uh, good friend uh, from the athletic, Tyson Alger. Tyson graduated from the University of Montana and is now writing for the athletic covering the University of Oregon. Well, wouldn't it be such a coincidence to have the Grizzlies and Oregon Ducks playing each other this weekend? We will have a roundtable with Tyson Alger right after this. Hey, if you haven't heard, HughesNet, they got everything you need for internet via satellite. Look up. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's satellite internet. That's right. High-speed internet delivered from a satellite right to where you live. When you're beyond the reach of cable and fiber internet, look up. Eagle Satellite is our community's authorized HughesNet retailer. With HughesNet, you have the fast speeds, unlimited data, and no hard data limits, as well as built-in Wi-Fi. Eagle Satellite has proudly helped our community get online for 39 years, and this year, they want to help you get connected, too. For a limited time, you can get free standard installation when you order HughesNet. Call Eagle Satellite at 406-728-9999 and see for yourself why HughesNet is America's number one choice for satellite Internet. That's Eagle Satellite at 406-728-9999. Eagle Satellite and HughesNet proudly connecting our community back after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 